0: My name is Woody Landeros. And I'm Joseph Landeros. You're listening to the Landeros Brothers, where we talk about... Communication through art. I like how it sounds all structured.
1: Yeah. Well, you're supposed to say, like, just
0: roll the intro. All right. Okay, let's do it. Today's topic is the Van Gogh selfie, or I'm not sure if it's Van Gogh or Van Gogh um, because I was searching around on on the internet and some people say Van Gogh, Van Gogh, I don't know. I'm going to say Vincent Van Gogh today. Vincent Van Gogh, according to Wikipedia, is a Dutch post-impressionist painter who is among the most famous and influential figures in the history of Western art. Why are we talking about him? It is because the selfie has become extremely popular in today's time, and a lot of people on the internet are also saying that Van Gogh is the original selfie king, OG selfie king. Alux said that. So, Joe, you want to talk about it?
1: Yeah, well, I think there's just been a, um, this resurgence of this man's name, because now you can actually go on Amazon, and thanks to Poster Revolution, you can purchase a 13-inch by 19-inch photo of Van Gogh holding an iPhone, taking a selfie for only $10. No way. (laughs) Yeah, you can actually buy that, and being close to the, you know, the Amazon warehouse, at least from our location right now, I'm kind of thinking about maybe, you know, picking that up for Christmas.
0: Amazon has to be another topic on this, because they're, like, two blocks down, and they own, like, It feels like a city. It's like 10 blocks.
1: Seriously. I mean, with how much production they've done as far as like building and manufacturing, I don't really understand how it worked. just, they're able to take over like... I think it's just the amount of things
0: that they could release at a certain time. It's just like, it's just overpopulating everything. Also, which I can compare it to, we'll just bring it back to Van Gogh. Um, So Van Gogh created about or a little over uh, 2100 artworks, 860 of which were oil paintings. So he created a large amount of paintings, which I find very interesting that he only sold one of those paintings in his entire lifetime, which it's crazy. And right now, four out of 30 of the top most expensive paintings in history are by Van Gogh. So... Yeah, and that one art piece it actually sold for four hundred francs, which is roughly one thousand in one thousand U.S. dollars. So, in I like it's just in his time, he was what I call in my "Shut Up and Fail" podcast a failure. Right. Like, yeah, talk about
1: as we crazy. were talking about before the great unappreciated artist. Yep. If you guys want to check that podcast it, out, it should have it should have been ourselves. all
0: him. It should have been all him.
1: Yeah, but now we have the opportunity to touch it, to go in a little bit um, into his story. One of the quotes that I uh, pulled from, I believe his website online or a website talking about him was that I've put my heart and my soul into my work and I have lost my mind in the process. And with that being said, we also learned as, um, you know, researching more into him that there was many mental illnesses, including bipolar disordered um, as assumed by a modern psychologist that he could have been facing um, in his lifetime.
0: Yeah, a lot of, well, a lot of psychologists had reviewed pretty much his like portfolio. And then also because he not only had a portfolio of art, but he also had a medical portfolio with, um, with the uh, psychiatric hospital. Because, well, first in, um, in December 1888, Van Gogh suffered his first mental breakdown um, and only a year after that, he actually voluntarily admitted himself to the St. Um, Paul de Mesule, I believe, a psychiatric hospital. And um, yeah, and in that same hospital, he continued to paint. And then only a year after that, Vincent van Gogh was shot in the abdomen. Most believe that he shot himself, and I think that's what is declared on online. Some people have like um, some like theories and whatnot, but... Yeah, he took uh, he took his life at the age of thirty seven. Wow, that's pretty young. At the age of thirty seven, and he only started painting when he was twenty seven. So he had ten years of expressing himself, of communicating through art and all wow. the uh, you know the different forms of medium. And I would even say just um, visual uh, appreciation of art.
1: I think we've gotten and it's kind of off subject, but I mean or off topic for a little bit, but I think we came so far in the world of mental health, and I think we still have to continue on to um, strive for those different um, mental um, institutions or you know, trying to improve the well-being of these individuals. I mean, to think that, as you said, only having 10 years in the um, work field of art and having only sold um, a couple of his, or one of his paintings, it's pretty sad to say the least. And I think that Say in a situation like that where in that time frame, you could have died from say having you know a cold or say having the measles or having tuberculosis for him to have taken his own life if he did um, as declared online, I think that's pretty sad
0: yeah and and the crazy part is that in wait i'm going to go back because that, that was kind of unsensitive of me i yes, I feel like um, if you do have you know, even any like um, thoughts in your head or you feel that something's wrong or other people are telling you, it's always good to just double check and, you know, find some help. There's so many call hotlines or so many different things that that you can go for and, and that you can get treatment because, and get, and get proper treatment, you know, don't get treatment from your BFF.
1: Yeah, actually I was just watching. Or don't self-prescribe yourself. Yeah, I was just watching a video and actually one of the sponsors of the video, I forgot what it was. It was talking about a political debate. But anyways, it was just talking about how there's actually these services online now where you can message a, um, a PhD psychologist to um, you know talk over your problems, say if it's the hard thing to do because socially you don't want to um, come across as being... You know, weak, or you know, a lot of people can be influenced by different things just because of you know what we could put on put on to people. You know, this whole like negative stereotype with getting um, mental treatment, but in this case now you can go online and, and talk to someone who's educated mm-hmm. and can help you out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think his uh, friends or the people that were around him probably sh- you know could have gotten a hint after he cut his ear off.
1: Yeah, well. <laughs> Actually, I actually want to talk about that. So you said in 1888 he went to the institution, correct? Uh,
0: 1888 he suffered his first mental breakdown. Okay. and In 1889 yeah, he voluntarily admitted himself. And All right. Yeah. <laughs> you go so, for it. So in
1: 1889 he actually produced uh, one of his fam- most famous works which showcases a, s- a self-portrait of himself with his bandaged ear. Now we know that he eventually lost... One of his ears. Like, that's a fact. Um, But what is unknown is actually how he lost it, which is interesting. So one of the theories, or the theories that include... um, Wait, like it's still a mystery? (laughs) Yeah, it's still a mystery, according to uh, Ripley's BelieveItOrNot.com. So the theories include, one, he cut it off himself after his brother announced his engagement to him. That might happen to me. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) It's... it's, It's a lot to take in, you know. Um, I don't really know what's going on in his life. Buddy. Oh, silent jab. Okay. That wasn't even silent. <laughs> that was
0: straightforward, man. Not cool. Number two. All right, all right. <laughs> I
1: see you. I mean, if I announced... I think we're going to have to get in the ring now. <laughs> if I announced my engagement to you right now, how would you feel? I would be very happy for you. All right, so, all right, number I would two. I wish
0: you a long life of happiness. <laughs> number Cut two. your ear off, man. I'm going to cut this podcast, man. This is... Okay. okay Number two. Uh, Get on once you dance off.
1: His friend uh, that was a fencer, like fencing with a sword, cut it off um in an attempt to uh, actually like uh, defend himself. I can't
0: <laughs> believe still... you, man. I got... I'm giving I'm giving him the face right now. I can't believe it.
1: He's still stuck on it. All right, let me collect myself. Let's get over that. It's okay. just, a, just yep. a joke, just a joke. But just yeah, so his friend... Um, just a joke. <laughs> his friend would have sliced it off, actually, because um, he said something about the fact that he was going to Paris, and Van Gogh didn't really like that because he, he was um, not controlling, but you know pretty vulnerable at that time and needed someone to talk to, so therefore like an, an attempt of just rage went for him and the, the fence just sliced it off. And the last one would be that he gave it to a prostitute in hopes of healing her. So she was bitten by a dog who had rabies and he knew of this and she spoke of it and she was sick at the time. In his own delusion, he would have given her his ear to sort of give him her a piece of his life. Now, it makes sense, that last one. It sounds a little weird, but it makes sense because... Of his odd love interests and his um, in, intimate relationships that he had at that time. He was like going the fast route, you know, really known for going to brothels and not really having relationships, but mostly just um, sleeping with these prostitutes.
0: Well, he, he had a very deli- uh, deep relationship with one of them. And I believe it might be him or a different one, um, but I believe he painted her in a lot of different um, art pieces. And then, um, yeah, he, like, lived with her and took care of her.
1: Pretty interesting. But altogether, the fact that we don't really know actually what happened kind of shows you how weak of documentation there actually is, um, at least for the past, like, 200 years. I mean, not to say that we don't have the wars documented, that we don't have, you know, certain fatalities, but... There's just some things that I wish that we we could know about you know just the little things about the common man or maybe about these unappreciated artists. Say even like going back to Edgar Allan Poe, I feel like we should have known something about himself. Just even take on further um, investigations or not investigation, but more further interest into even mental health. Like you know, let's create more of a conversation about maybe what happened and why. Things like that happen.
0: I'm not sure if they even spent much time on stuff like that. I feel like they might have even just said, "Oh, he has a a screw loose," right, and then just kind of blew it off. Like now, it's like, what exactly do you have out of like the billions of different?
1: Yeah, and whenever you do, are whenever you are um, diagnosed with one disorder, you're automatically given multiple other disorders as far as uh, mental health goes because it's such a wide variety. Of um, things that you could be suffering from, yeah. say if you have like bipolar disorder, you can you know also be facing depression or facing you know senses of uh, narcissism. There's just so many different things you could diagnose with it.
0: And and the reason why we're talking about this is because it, I feel that he was able to communicate his um, his hardships and all the different things that he went through in his life through his paintings. And in that same year that he voluntarily. um, admitted himself he also created the famous Van Gogh self-portrait oil on canvas um, and that was actually one of 40 in a 10-year period Hmm. taking it back to the whole um, introduction OG selfie king um, well let me just give you the definition of the selfie a selfie is a self-portrait photograph typically taken with a smartphone hand or selfie stick. Now, obviously, he didn't have, like, um, he didn't take um, the photo with his hand or with the selfie stick or anything like that, um, but he did take self-portraits of himself, and so, like, it's crazy that now an average millennial is expected to take 25,700 selfies during the course of their lifetime, so approximately one a day, and that's from Fact and um, that's where the source is from. So it's just crazy that like the amount of selfies that he took was quite odd at the time because people were not really like painting themselves. It was more so like what do I see, not what do I feel. So this was a very vulnerable experience for him to be able to paint himself, and I feel like it was it was um, again like a vulnerable experience for him to see all of all of those different. Um, I guess just emotions that went into the, the the paint strokes and the colors and all of his choices that went into it.
1: Right. Well, going back to the term selfie, I think it's pretty interesting because I wouldn't say. Why that, are we laughing? What I don't know. I think we just like have a little smile. All right. So I'm gonna take that back. Actually, it was just like a joke. But um, with the, his whole brother's engagement, I think no, it's just like, funny because I imagine how like impactful that might be for some people. Like. In, his, in like you know just rage out because it's out your there. brother's getting engaged it's out there and I just imagine myself being in those shoes for some reason because you're my brother I'm you know? gonna play
0: this podcast at, at my wedding
1: okay so <laughs> say the term selfie I feel like there's not really that um, usage of the term anymore and that could be proven against me I'm sure we can look up the hashtag selfie and people still use it to this day but I would say that it's it's pretty um well known as far as the term that it's almost like it's
0: really well known
1: yeah but it's not like everyone's just putting as a caption hashtag selfie as maybe they were back in 2014 because um according to google trends from january 1st of 2004 to all the way to two thousand two thousand thirteen, 2013 the term selfie wasn't searched at all but by 2014 the graph that is showed by google trends shows just an explosion of searches where it just spikes. And we've seen that that terminology or that um, phrase selfie is actually decreased in its um, usage over the years. So that's the only thing that's supporting my claim. And also just from my own personal experience, seeing people are using more quotes and different things of that nature to tie into their pictures.
0: I, I also wanna um, put it out there that I don't feel that, um, I just wanna state that I don't feel that his, like him making you know, quote unquote, selfies is a bad thing, or that selfies are even a bad thing. I know that even like, well, you know, different different psychologists had said that like, you know, um, selfie addiction is a mental health issue with an extremely high suicide rate, and other things like uh, it could be as easy as one, two, three, say cheese, or as dangerous as falling off a cliff, trying to get that perfect snapshot. But there's also you know positive things and also different things that you can reflect on. When you do see yourself, um, another thing that people uh, say is that you can you can really tell who a person is by taking a selfie, and then you can also tell um, their growth after like taking a certain amount of selfies because it's a very personal experience. You get to see how you look, you get to see who you are, and also like social media is just a, a direct reflection of who you are. So you're able to kind of like review your life and say, is this who I want to be, or is this Am I in my um, presenting myself well, job interviews, you know, the first thing they see is, is um, the first thing they see is your social medias, and so like, it's um, I I don't I don't want to get in the category of you know, t- a typical older person where they say, social media is bad, selfies are bad, the internet is bad, all this is bad, 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 bad. bad. There are positive aspects to it, um, and which brings me back to the word failure. It, it's um, the just looking in the mirror and being able to say, like, this is who I am is something that I feel that Vincent van Gogh was able to do. Um, Fox said he had a rep- reputation of failure. He was trying multiple things, multiple jobs, all these different things, and then he started painting. He barely put um, paint or, or uh, whatever it was to canvas, canvas, at the age of 27, so he didn't he didn't paint or he didn't draw at all, and so I feel like when he started doing these paintings, you know, out of over 2,000 paintings, it was a very self-reflecting experience in being able to communicate his emotions through art of all the different failures and all of the different difficulties difficulties that he's had through um, you know different um, psychological issues or or just emotional issues towards finances or love or. All these different things and being open and vulnerable just got him to, you know, four out of 30 of the top most expensive paintings in history are by Vincent van Gogh. That is something that really needs a constant um, applause for. It's, it's insane. Like If you wanna know how to make it as an artist, become like 100% vulnerable share your emotions, like however you're creating, find a way to put storytelling and to put that sort of like, if you're depressed, it's, o- like, it's okay, but like share it, find help, but like use art as a means of therapy, obviously mm-hmm. with an art therapist, because sometimes we might do, be doing it in a negative way. But what I'm, just, what I'm trying to right. say is just communicate, you know, your emotions through your art and be open with that, yeah. it's not a bad thing.
1: I think it's really inspiring, even as you said, with the whole vulnerability aspect of it, but also just the originality um, aspect of it as well. Not to say that portraits weren't um, being showcased as forms of art, but as far as his story goes and all, and his usage of painting himself, it is pretty original, at least for that time. And what we know is that, as his sister could recall, and it is documented, as a child, he actually suffered from solitude and was a pretty quiet individual and was often neglected by his parents. And I think that's pretty relatable in my generation and perhaps even your generation with you know uh, a lot of parents having to work all the time and or perhaps it's just um, a different type of relationship with their children and maybe social media or maybe having a group of people to speak to is the best bet. Um, like you said, everyone's gonna, or there are gonna be that, those group of people that are gonna say that social media is really bad for you, bad, 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 as you said before. But I think that sense of belonging really matters um, in any field of life, whether it be work or school or you know, just even being on a playground, not to relate that back to social media, but you know, there is that sense of um, you know, fitting in that matters.
0: Yeah. It's the group. It's being in a group and feeling, and well, actually I feel like social media has opened up the door. Well, I know social media has opened up the doors for the entire world to be exposed. And so, you know, different people from, um, different countries that we don't necessarily even know that, know the, like their story. Now they have a platform, like they're sharing on YouTube, how, how hard it is their you know, how their government is and, like how just everything like they're they're opening pretty much opening the blinds to something that was like covered right it's like top secret is now exposed, and then that just turns into like first is just admitting like who you are, and then it's like analyzing that and being able to grow from there, so you know we have we have a bunch of different policy changes, we have a bunch of different um people changing their thoughts about things that were really cruel um, cruel, and that were acceptable back then, but now it's like, no, we don't do that. Yeah. I don't know if I said that correctly, but yeah.
1: Like different norms, you're trying to say? Yeah. Like say, I don't want to get too political, but I understand what you mean. Yeah. So as far as with his works go, let's just talk about it now that we've ran down the facts, let's just talk about it in open sense. Do you think that he created with an intention to, say, become um, well known? Or do you think that he just created out of his own frustration? Because I think what we've gotten to as artists or in this generation is, and I say that a lot in this generation, but is being able to create, but also, at least myself, having the idea of, okay, how is this gonna get distributed? Am I gonna post this on Instagram? You know, there's all of these different things. And to think of a more simpler time, such as the 1800s, uh, do you think that he planned to maybe become well-known as an artist?
0: Well, it was known that he chose this, you know, he picked up the pen and pencil and chose actually like the title, an artist. So like that's that was his career choice. Mm-hmm. And so that for me, it seemed like maybe it was like, okay, so I can I can do this because I see other people doing it, or or I'm gonna choose this as a you know, like as a career. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that he expected to unravel all of the stuff that he went through. I think that he might have even have had some sort of um obsessive compulsive because of the amount of paintings that he did, the amount of repetition that he had that takes a lot of hard work and that takes a lot of dedication or that takes somebody that has, you know, so like they, they really, really, really just are like a machine. Right. Because for me, like if I make an art piece, like it, it takes me a while to make the next one because I'm just looking and reflecting on the first one. Maybe that's, I, I mean, I feel like I could learn a lot from Vincent Van Gogh. I, I mean, to be able to say that I, that I made over 2000 artworks in my lifetime would be an accomplishment. Right. I think I've, I mean, I, I don't even know.
1: Well, I know you've written on a lot of um, you know, restaurant napkins, so I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's, starting, it's probably like at a thousand. Yeah, so you're, you're starting to hit those numbers, man. Just gotta keep working at it. So um, with minimalism, cubism, you know, all these different forms of expression being present over the years, what we do know is that at least for the standards of his time, he wasn't actually as um, what's called how to how do you phrase it as gifted as many individuals would uh, presume. It's actually quite the opposite. They were um, saying that over time, with um, his progression of his art, you could see how he was becoming more skilled as he was, you know, paying more attention into his craft. So I think that's also a pretty inspiring story to say someone even like myself. About to get into the world of design, not really having an understanding, only just um, inspiration and passion, purely into um, styling or different things like that. So,
0: and, and also just his confidence. I feel like his confidence just boosted up in the last few years. Um, well, because like in a, I I would imagine that in a psychiatric hospital, they would be. They would be encouraging for you to open up with you know you know your emotions or whatever you love to do. Like if you if you love to paint and that's the that's the option that they give you, they're probably like paint more, paint more, paint more, so that they can study his artworks or study like what he does. And so I mean like a lot of the stuff that he created was in the last two years of his life. Right. And to have like the portfolio of the Starry Night, Iris's Wheat Field with Crows, and just so many other pieces of art is it's great. It's you have to have, I feel like you have to have a level of confidence or a level of just carelessness.
1: Which kind of go hand in hand, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Um, as someone like Gary Vaynerchuk would say, we always go back to him, or I always try and reference him every now and then. You know, documenting, not creating, is what really matters in some situations or in all situations. You know, you could argue for both of them. Because, of course, we have you know the appropriate times to maybe take a picture, and sometimes there are those times that we should not be on our phones, or you know we should just rather just be in the moment.
0: Do you think um, taking a selfie are you creating a piece of art?
1: Now, that's a pretty open conversation to get into, because it, it sort of questions, huh, well. <laughs>
0: like it like because it like is kim kardashian yeah i was just the about to master
1: like i was just about to talk about her because what if say someone like marilyn monroe just took a, like millions of selfies and then we had this big vault of her selfies of that time and then you have people like andy warhol and all these pe- other people being able to replicate it you know What's going to happen with all this data?
0: I think, I think um, like Kim Kardashian is a master, or she has masterminds behind her of like marketing and advertising, which lies in a whole other category because like two hand-in-hand in competition can go. Um, two hand-in-hand. Two, two, if, if two individuals went in competition, one had the greatest product and one had the greatest marketing and advertising, it'd be hard to... It'd be very... It'd be an actual competition, even if somebody had a really crappy product.
1: Yeah, we can even go back, or not go back, but we can bring up, say, Android versus iPhones. It's the constant battle that everyone's talking about, saying how, well, Samsung, or whoever it may be, provides this, they have the, the greatest quality photos, they have all these different features, but there's just something simplistic and something relatable about iPhone products Although they are innovative in their own right, there's always going to be that conversation.
0: Yeah, well, everybody wants to say the best blank in blank. You know, the best pizza in New York, the best cupcakes in New Jersey, whatever it is, like the best this, the best right. in the world. And yeah, I think, yeah, it's all, it's all like the best, the best, the
1: best. And also we can talk about as you, you're asking, can a selfie be considered art? you also have to go into the means of what is, what is being advertised at that time. Um, you have different uh, documentation of photographs from, say, the Great Depression that were just simple photographs, not intended to mean anything. But later on, reflecting back, we can see that that was a pretty hard time for our nation and for the, um, the status of our economy. So say something like with the selfie nowadays, Someone could be in struggle and and simply catering to the social norm at that time, or not catering, but you know, just adapting to the norm and be wearing something that represents something symbolically. But it will take years from now, maybe even a hundred years, for us to look back and say, "Wow, that meant something."
0: Yeah, because because different things that like pop up in the market most of the times are not accepted. Just like hip hop, hip hop was not accepted. By um, different radio stations, they they didn't even consider it like a genre until way later, and it's just a, a very challenging thing whenever like something new comes in. And for the for the older individuals or for the more like classical minded individuals, they usually just shut shut things down and they say that's not this or it's they fear it like it's not like it's almost like you don't belong here. But I I feel like one day we'll have museums of selfies
1: wow do you think that one day or how far do you think it will come before uh, mainstream media say like on television and stuff is through selfie format say like commercials say it's like hey we want to advertise Cheez-Its so Cheez-Its goes on there they have a selfie video of the main man talking about it and having the interactive experience, you think. Well, they're already, I've seen they're already, already that doing YouTube. that.
0: They're already doing that with influencer marketing. I've seen that on YouTube you know, like, a lot,
1: but not on, on regular television. Like going to the gym this morning, three 3.30 in the morning, 4 o'clock, you see the television and, and you kind of think to yourself, do I look at this little television, that, it, which is my phone, or do I look at the flat screen TV that they provide for you? Well, we've, I
0: feel like we've also been trained and I think we all kind of know because we have so much information online. So we're constantly like um, analyzing different pieces of video. So when it comes down to what are they going to feed me at 9 a.m., it's like we can really call BS quickly on the, based upon the stuff that we've consumed. So like with influencer marketing, you're able to see like a person that you trust, say, you know, buy this because I trust it. So now you automatically trust it um, as opposed to a company saying, I'm so awesome, trust me. And then you're like, well, why should I trust you? So yeah, and I, it's our—it's kind of already happening. Now, whether I agree with it or not um, on the selfie museum and, you know, whether selfies or not, I i feel like it's, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of up in the air right now because I, I can see, I can see, I mean... I don't know. I don't know if I can completely appreciate a selfie, but I feel like maybe that's how they felt back then when, he, when people were doing self-portraits. They were like, why are you painting yourself? But that's painting, so it takes like a lot of different... It's hard because, like, I don't know.
1: And all this controversy is because of a man named Vincent Van
0: Gogh. Is that, is that how we're going to end it?
1: I would like to end it like that. We we're already hitting the mark, man. Okay. we got to go.
0: All right, let's get out of here.